Welcome to the Sunday Night Army podcast, the best local podcast in Windsor, Essex County, Detroit and wherever. The place for news, entertainment and music. Here's your host, Jacob. Welcome to the show. I am Jacob and thank you for joining me another episode of the music series. Now today is going to be another fantastic episode before we get to the interview for today. Make sure you guys are checking out the merch store. Check out the new merchandise I got over there. Help support the show because that's the second best way to support what is happening here. Besides obviously listening, check out the merch store. The merch store has four different new designs that you guys can check out and purchase and support the show that way. And I appreciate those that have bought the new design. Looks really good. Mine's coming in soon. It's going to be awesome. To support these artists also that have been on the show, that are coming on the show, Spotify playlist, get their songs there. Top indie playlist on Spotify is the playlist for the show. Go over there, like, follow, subscribe. All the amazing things that we do. Check out these artists, all the crazy things that are happening on the show. Of course, YouTube channel is coming back. Uh, at some point, don't know when, definitely before the summer, I have some things planned that I'll be doing there. It's stalling because I am fully producing all my episodes for most of this year for the show as it's happening. So bunch of crazy interviews, a lot of cool stuff still coming up. So it's been really busy that way, but I appreciate everybody listening, hitting up the back catalog for all these episodes has been tremendous. There's some really good things coming up also in the near future that'll be different and new and make mix things up a little bit. So keep an eye out for that. Make sure you're subscribed to whatever platform you are listening, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the things happening. And uh, yeah, and I appreciate everybody else's support. It's been a fun ride and we're gonna keep rolling. So let's get to today's interview. So right now I'd like to welcome to the show singer-songwriter from Toronto, Ontario, Angela Saini. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, Jacob. How are you? Doing just great, hanging out. And I'm really digging uh, the music that you brought for the show today with the song It's Okay. But I'm not going to spoil it just yet. This is fantastic. But we're not going to do that just yet. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about some things before we get to the music. So let's do that. Let's get to know you a little a little bit more because um, you're in Toronto now, but you didn't start there. So tell me about your background, how you got into music and where it all started. Yeah, great question. So I'm originally from the prairies. So I'm, I'm from Calgary, Alberta. And uh, you might hear that a little bit in the music. They, you know, you can take the girl out of the prairies, but you can't take the prairies out of the <laughs> And uh, I started music pretty young. Um, I started a rock band when I was 15 years old. And by the time I was uh, 16, I was kind of semi-professional playing bars in and around uh, Southern Ontario. Uh, sorry, I'm so used to living in Ontario, Southern <laughs> Alberta. And uh, my parents were really supportive. Um, I don't have a lot of musical background in my family history. My mom sings in the shower. But um, I, I have really supportive parents. And I played in a rock band for many years. Uh, we toured around the, the country. We had a showcase in New York. You know, we were really trying to make it big you know i was trying to be a rock star and uh i i put out four albums with a band we were called supernal and uh kind of 
in the vein of, for example, we played a festival with a band called Evanescence, Sum 41. Well, I know uh, those guys. You know, we were kind of a, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were kind of a heavier band, but you know, female vocals, kind of pop rock, but on the little heavier side, kind of Foo Fighters-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, that band brought me to Toronto. So after, you know, it's very expensive to tour across the country. And, you know, this is sort of the musical mecca of Canada, so to speak. And, you know, one day we kind of said, you know, let's put our money where our mouth is. And the whole band uh, moved to Toronto and I haven't left. And that's why I still live here. I, I love this city, but uh, it's definitely a far far away from the prairie uh, upbringing I had for sure no for sure now how did that that type of genre kind of transfer or what did you use from that experience to what you're doing now yeah that's a great question you know the funny thing is when I was young uh, I always started with guitar so the story of me, I'm a self-taught guitar player. And when I was 15, I um, i saw an Amanda Marshall concert, which is actually the real story of how I got so inspired, um, which is not rock and roll, I know. And I was really inspired to be a singer. I saw a concert at the Calgary Stampede. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. This is, I was so just like fired up. I want to, I want to sing. I want to make people, you know, I want to be an entertainer and I want to make people feel like I feel felt watching her. And I ended up in a rock band um, because it was naturally what I liked listening to as well. Um, I, you know, I grew up lo- loving Pearl Jam and Nirvana and stuff, but a lot of the times I would play, I would write songs on my acoustic guitar. Um, when I was 15, I, I got my parents to let me use my birthday money to buy myself a guitar. And my first guitar was actually an acoustic guitar because that made sense to me. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. need any equipment. Um, and of course I went into electric guitar very quickly. And, you know, like I mentioned, you know, I was in a fairly successful local rock band at a young age, but a lot of the time I actually would write the songs on my acoustic guitar and bring them into the band. So I was the primary songwriter in that band. But there was a lot of songs, you know, that didn't really fit what my rock band was doing. And so I kind of had this sort of solo, you know, secret Angela record on the go for about, you know, 10 years or something that (laughs) nobody ever really knew those songs. They just didn't fit the mold of my band. So I really been, you know, writing songs from a young age. um, And I really think that when I went solo, um, you know, years later now, you know, I'm, I've always been Angela Saney, but now, you know, I'm officially not Angela Saney. It's my actual mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. And um, all of that experience of, of writing songs from such a young age and, you know, really sharing stories and, and how I feel and um, putting that into the music really was prepped from, from all of those years of playing in a rock band. And uh, one other thing I'm really grateful for and the experience I had, you know, growing up so young was I know how to play in a band. I mm-hmm. love being in the band dynamic. And I still translate that um, to my live shows. I do play with a with a band in and around Ontario. Um, I haven't brought them abroad yet. But um, I really love the collaborative nature of, you know, playing music off of one another. And the thing I love about live music so much is, you know, it's really a one-time only experience. Now you can mm-hmm. play the same song over and over and over again. I mean, all, you know, all artists do that, but there's something about that feeling of like, you know what, if we weren't here right now, this wouldn't exist. And right. there's something so cool and empowering about that. And I really bring that into my live show as well. Like the audience, you know, I, I really feel like a live show is, is this exchange of energy. It's from, you know, both from the performers, 
to the off the stage to the crowd and back again it's sort of this like unbroken circle of energy i really kind of see it that way and i think people get that from the shows because without the audience there's no show right but also just that yeah exactly so it's really the fun of playing with other musicians i've never lost that and i really you know got my chops at a young age uh from a performance aspect as well of course but uh from a songwriting perspective you know i i really had always been writing and whatever didn't funnel into my band i kind of just kept to myself so fast forward you know so years later um i kind of had a reincarnation of the same band once i moved to toronto uh, we kind of changed gears uh, a bit and had a little bit of a lineup change, et cetera. You know how the, those things mm-hmm. go. Oh, yeah. And I started playing keyboards uh, and we were like this sort of electro rock band kind of thing, which is so funny because I'm not a piano player at all. I really <laughs> faked it really well that I could play piano. Uh, keyboards, actually. I played a synthesizer, as a matter of fact. We kind of mm-hmm. had this sort of metric sort of vibe, at least we thought we did. Uh, and we put out one record under the name Drive Faster. and this whole time, you know, still writing songs on my acoustic and having these songs that had kind of nowhere to really go. But I did always have these sort of side gigs that would come along, be those kinds of situations of, you know, some we get an offer, you know, do you want to play this club or do you want to play here or there? And if the band didn't fit that venue, sometimes I would say, well, I'll do it. So that's sort of how I sort of shifted focus into being a solo artist. It was a very natural progression over, you know, obviously years. But I really did get my chops again at a young age. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, just writing what I heard in my head and, you know, picked up guitar as I went along and taught myself and, you know, took lessons along the way, of course. But um i've always and now when i look at what i've you know my what i've done and what i'm doing now it it really is like all connected and it was just such a natural progression to kind of lean this way a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and then you know i kind of got this some accolades and some attention on what i was doing outside of my band and that was kind of the last thing that really sort of made me go you know what i'm going to put out my own solo record it's time to do that um and here we are (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, no, it's true. It's, let's look at those accolades really quick because which one of those stands out so far? Because it's it's still early, you know, it's still early in in your solo career. What's some of those that stand out that really said, you know what? Look what I've accomplished so far, and you know, I'm going to continue. Which one of those accolades that yeah. really stand out? Yeah, totally. You know, it might not even be like in my current bio, but what actually was a major shift in my focus in music was in 2010. Um, again, this I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a website. I was still funneling mm-hmm. all of my energy into my band, which was mm-hmm. Drive Faster at the time. But I had entered this contest as the um, International Acoustic Music Awards. And it was in 2010, I was named the runner up for best female artist. And this was a demo that I had done um, of a song that's on my first, my first album. It's a song called Dear Diary, which I renamed, which is so funny. I won the, I, I was, I didn't win the award, but the cool thing is, guess who the winner was? Megan Trainer. Oh, wow. So back then, of course, nobody knows who Megan Trainer is. No, no. And I didn't put the pieces. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I put the pieces together way later going, Oh my God. Like I was the runner up, you know, the a finalist, I guess, mm-hmm. but I was named runner up best female artist. 
And the winner was Megan Trainer. This, you know, nobody knew who she was. Um, so that's something I'm really proud of. Um, and the funny thing is, of course, silly me, I decided to change the name of the song, which is kind of dumb because no one can find it. But um, it's a song called Nurse Me Back to Health. That's how I entered it. And hmm. I renamed it Dear Diary because so many people called it, play that Dear Diary song. So I changed the <laughs> name. And um, But that's, I think, was a real turning point mm -hmm. because I spent so many years, time, money, energy. I literally transplanted my life um, and came to Toronto. And for the first time, I really felt like this support of what I was doing. You know, like it really was the first time I had this sort of recognition as a songwriter, as a singer, as a performer. And that, of course, you know, really kind of made me lean in a little bit more and lean in a little bit more. And there was a producer I knew at the time who's become a friend of mine now in Toronto. Um, and, you know, he was kind of like, I re he was following my band for a few years. We were on this TV show um, in 2008 called Ox TV back in the day. It was, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but they awesome had a show there. that we were on. Um, it was like, you do, you go into this big fancy studio in Toronto and you record one song in one day. And mm -hmm. he came along to me and he'd heard some of my solo stuff. And he was like, you know, you really should put out a solo album. Like, I'd love to produce an album with you. And again, we ended up not doing it. And, and he's still a good friend. He actually played on my second album, the guitar. But um, we, like, those little, you know, crumbs of, like, accolade or just recognition, mm -hmm. I think fueled this fire in me of, like, hey, like, this is really worth pursuing. And, and I've been doing this all along. And it's, it's true to who I am. Um, and it does help that my band was starting to implode as many bands do. Um, we had a show that went horribly sideways at the Horseshoe Tavern in downtown Toronto. And it was a bit of a slight demise I could see coming. And that was when I decided, uh, you know what, let's take this summer and make this, uh, you know, solo record. And that's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. There you go. That, that's so fantastic. Yeah, background. that was part of the journey. Yeah, yeah that is a journey. 100%. And it got you to this point right here, because let's talk about this latest track called It's Okay. Um, how did this one come about? Tell me about it. Yeah, so this song came out of a really, really dark place. And and for those who are listening or anyone who doesn't know my music, I, I generally am a pretty positive person. You know, I, I uh, just as a person, you know, I'm personality and my character. I'm a very living on the bright side kind of girl. I do have a song called Living on the Bright Side that's a lot of people know. And um, this song, I was really depressed. Um, I think I have seasonal depression. I'm from the prairies, as you know, and I'm used to mm -hmm. seeing the sun every day. And Southern Ontario, as you know, you know, it can be really cloudy and yes. dark in the winter time. And I was going through a really rough time. And I had a, a collaborator of mine uh, who passed away suddenly. This is before COVID. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think this song, and the reason it ties into why I released this song now, but um, a lot of people think this song was, you know, written during COVID, but it was before that. And uh, I had my new album. 2019 called hope on the stereo and i'd spent three years making this album and this friend of mine had done all the videos for it he was a becoming a closer and closer friend a collaborator and he passed away suddenly um he had a heart attack at the age of 42 and he was found two weeks later it was oh, wow. really devastating and this last um 
video we had made hadn't even been released yet. So I was in this place of being devastated of what had happened uh, to my friend. I was in this anxiety of, you know, about to release this album, booking a tour, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that. It was the middle of winter and I was just in a really dark, anxious place. And this song came out. So I originally called it Derek's song, which is, was his name? Derek Mock was my mm-hmm. friend who passed away. And there's a, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a rap in the song. And I am not a, you know, rapper. I do like to channel my inner TLC or salt and pepper, you know. <laughs> um, but it was a very, like, it was just a song that came out of me. And it was my way to cope with being in a really dark and sad, heavy place. And I never thought anybody would hear it because I was just like, this isn't really what I'm about. This doesn't suit my quote unquote brand. This isn't who I am. It was really just sort of this coping mechanism. And I just kind of sat on it um, along with, you know, other songs I'd written. And fast forward to last year, you know, we've gone through a pandemic and, you know, obviously I wrote a lot of songs during that time as well. But I really had this nagging voice that was like, you need the world needs to hear this song. There's so I have so many friends, you know, we're everyone deals with mental health in some point in their lives. Mm-hmm. We all have it. We, nobody likes to talk about it. You know, I do believe there is obviously a, still a big stigma about even just being temporarily depressed, let alone, you know, real mental health issues that are, mm-hmm. you know, can be long term. Right. But um, I decided that rap or no rap or whether this fit what I, you know, do or not, this song, I, I need to, I need to release this song. It's, it's time. And after everything we've been through and the, the world is just getting more chaotic by the minute, I'm sure oh, yeah. we all, we all know that. Right? Oh yes. So, 100%. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, I need to do my part and share this song and i hope that it will help anyone who needs to hear it which is you know it's okay not to be okay it's okay to be falling apart it's okay not to know what's on the other side of this darkness but if you just hang on you know you'll get through it and i was really like coping myself i was talking to myself through this song but um that's that's really what birthed the song and and we recorded it last year in between lockdowns actually in here in toronto you know mm-hmm. Um, and I brought my, my long-term band in and we recorded it along with another single, um, that I released last year, late last year, not that long ago called in it for the ride, which is very similar in the sense of like, you know, we just sometimes need to hold on tight, you know, Mm -hmm. saw the video for that uh, one recently. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, those two songs are written actually really in, in a close proximity. They have a very similar, um, birthplace i guess in in my mental state and uh so that's what the song's about and i really went from uh, being embarrassed or not ever wanting anyone to hear it partially because of the rap because i was like what am i doing here but i actually really like the rap i think it really does sound a little bit like you know left eye from from tlc which is (laughs) you know this rap group i obviously heard listened to when i was like a child so um, I hope everybody gets something from it, like take it or leave it. You know, I, I do have some people though, that have really been helped by the, just the, the awareness of like, Hey, this person that has this sort of persona or, um, you know, outward branding of being really positive or, you know, happy, et cetera, really went through this 
horrible time and um it's okay you know i i i and again like who am i i'm just an artist i'm just one person but if i can bring joy or comfort or um any kind of relief to someone who needs it in that moment then it would make all of it worth it to me mm -hmm. and if there, if there was ever a perfect build-up for a song there there it goes right there so i think we should have everybody hear it it's okay so let's play awesome. it right now let's play right now on the show so here is it's okay angela saini right here on the sunday night army It's okay to not comb your hair It's okay to not wanna go anywhere The tears don't seem to dry So you stop to even try
There you go. That was It's Okay. Angela saying he's still here with me. Now, there's a lyric video for this track right now on YouTube. Uh, are you planning maybe shooting an actual video for it or is the lyric video enough right now? You know what? It's funny because I love shooting music videos. Like it's, I've done quite a, you know, quite a few in my career and they're so fun to make and they obviously take a lot of time and energy, mm -hmm. but there was something about this song that I didn't want to be on camera for. It's hard to describe actually. And it might be my own, you know, maybe discomfort or maybe I wanted the words to speak for themselves. But I made a conscious choice um, not to make a video, at least not a video with my me in it. Mm -hmm. um, partially because of just the, you know, the the content. I sort of just thought, like, I couldn't picture any kind of visuals to it. Um, so to answer your question, um, I decided I put a lot of time and effort into In It For The Ride. And it's a, you know, cool tune. I'm really proud of that one. Yeah. I think it's a great video. Mm -hmm. Um, and for this one, I decided I don't think I want to shoot an official video for it. And I hope that people enjoy, you know, they enjoy the words. I think the lyric video turned out pretty cool. You know, it's, it's standard. Oh, yeah. a, a lyric video is obviously different than an official video. But um, I think in this way, it's just it stands on its own and people can really just focus on the intention behind the song. I just couldn't picture myself singing the words on camera. It's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. um but yeah so to answer your question it was a conscious uh, a conscious decision to just not, not not do one awesome well the lyric video is up there so everybody can go check it out on the youtube channel now for 2023 it's still a long ways to go within the year what are your plans for the rest of the year i am so excited to be playing live shows again so mm -hmm. that is i'm definitely a live performer i really thrive in an audience and you know touring and stuff so i'm really excited about some um some festival dates so i can't say all of them yet um for this summer but the most important thing that i'm really excited about is i have a lot of new songs um obviously i was i was pretty busy during all these this craziness of the last few years i had not nothing else to do than write songs so um i have a lot of new material and i'm going to be uh hitting the studio with with another single that'll be uh next month i'm going to be going back in the studio to record that one song and I have about five or six more that uh, I think will be done in time to release it right at the top of 2024. So I'm looking at um, maybe a short album or a long EP. So mm -hmm. I've got a lot more music in the tank. So I'm really excited to play them live and to record them and to, you know, have more follow-ups to these these singles that I, that I released recently after you know a long time up away in some ways my mm -hmm. last album came out in 2019 so um i really took a bit of a break you know I, I have a lot of friends artists that put out music during the pandemic and for some reason i just didn't uh i just didn't i was kind of like well i just waited it out um and here here i'm i'm back with like a new vigor and a new focus and new enthusiasm for what's next so mm -hmm. i hope that it'll funnel into the music Oh, yeah, no, that's fantastic. Now, besides the website, uh, AngelaSaini.com, uh, which socials for anybody listening and wanting to follow you and what you're doing, uh, where should they go and uh, follow, like, and subscribe? Yeah, well, a great place that I post every day would be Instagram, and I will spell Saini. It's S-A-I-N-I, -I, so it's Angela, S-A-I-N-I, -I, music. 
Um, YouTube, I, like I said, I, I actually, during the pandemic last year, I celebrated my 10 year anniversary. So I do have a lot of music videos up on, on YouTube. I created a playlist called the Living on the Bright Side 10 year anniversary playlist. So there if you, you want to hear the last things <laughs> I've done in the last you know decade or so, it's all there. Um, and thanks for the follows and the likes and the shares. I really appreciate every single person who, you know, listens to my music or hits a like button. So thanks. That's awesome. And of course, make it super simple for everybody listening. You guys already know that with the show, Angela will be tagged with, uh, all social media on with this post, make it nice and easy, hit the uh, link, like, follow, subscribe, all the other cool things. And of course it's okay. We'll be on the Spotify playlist for the show. Make it nice and easy. If you're already subscribed to it, fantastic. If you're not subscribed right now, the song's added every week. Follow through, listen, like, follow, subscribe, all the other good things. Get some listens in there. So, Angela, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your music with me. Thank you so much for having me, Jacob. I love what you're doing. I really appreciate it.